climate scientists are increasingly concerned that global heating will trigger tipping points in Earth's natural systems, which will lead to widespread and possibly irrevocable disaster unless action is taken urgently. This is the Avinu.info podcast, brought to you by the Avinu.info blog author and senior pastors of Living Church Ministries International, Bishop Demetrix and Pastor Pauling Roscoe. Today's topic is Then Enters the Messiah. Exodus 14 and 31 from the Amplified Study Bible Notes, Israel believed in the Lord. The same wording is used of Abraham's saving faith in Genesis 15 and 6. See also Romans 4th chapter. The people were transformed spiritually, even as they were delivered physically. At the announcement of a better covenant, one where a Torah is placed on the heart of true believers and in the mind of those who demonstrate faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Jewish Messiah, image instead of the finger of God writing on a piece of rock, he inscribed his message where the believer's cognizance exists, placing the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God inside the human brain. Hebrews 10 and 16 of the Living Bible reads, This is the agreement I will make with the people of Israel. Though they broke their first agreement, I will write my laws into their minds so that they will always know my will, and I will put my laws in their hearts so that they will want to obey them. Living with life-transforming truths upwelling and outbursting into godly virtues because the Word of God is alive, the manifestation of Adonai in human existence, Unfortunately, most Christians have faith in the teaching surrounding grace rather than Yeshua, Jesus Christ's teaching to become overcomers. Romans 2 and 4 through 11 of the Living Bible reads, Don't you realize how patient he is being with you, or don't you care? Can't you see that he has been waiting all this time without punishing you to give you time to turn from your sin? His kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. But no, you won't listen, and so you are saving up terrible punishment for yourselves because of your stubbornness in refusing to turn from your sin. For there is going to come a day of wrath when God will be the just judge of all the earth. He will give each one whatever his deeds deserve. He will give eternal life to those who patiently do the will of God, seeking for the unseen glory and honor and eternal life that he offers. But he will terribly punish those who fight against the truth of God and walk in evil ways. God's anger will be poured out upon them. There will be sorrow and suffering for Jews and Gentiles alike who keep on sinning. But there will be glory and honor and peace from God for all who obey him, whether they are Jews or Gentiles, for God treats everyone the same. Romans 6 chapter and 12 through the 16 verses of the Living Bible reads, Do not let sin control your puny body any longer. Do not give in to its sinful desires. Do not let any part of your bodies become tools of wickedness to be used for sinning, but give yourselves completely to God, every part of you, for you are back from death and you want to be tools in the hands of God to be used for His good purposes. Sin need never again be your master, for now you are no longer tied to the law where sin enslaves you, but you are free under God's favor and mercy. Does this mean that now we can go ahead and sin and not worry about it? For our salvation does not depend on keeping the law, but on receiving God's grace? Of course not. Don't you realize that you can choose your own master? You can choose sin with death or else obedience with acquittal. Romans 6 chapter and 15 through the 18th verses of the complete Jewish Bible state. Therefore, what conclusion should we reach? Let's go on sinning. 
because we're not under legalism but under grace? Heaven forbid. Don't you know that if you present yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, then of the one whom you are obeying, you are slaves, whether of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to being made righteous. By God's grace, you, who were once slave to sin, obeyed from your heart the pattern of teaching to which you were exposed, and after you had been set free from sin, you became enslaved to righteousness. The doctrine of error is relying on the phrase, by faith. The verb by has its synonyms such as through, by way of, which means of, or etc. So the book of Romans could say, through faith, by means of faith, but nevertheless, by God's grace, you, who were once slaves to sin, obeyed from your heart the pattern of teaching to which you were exposed, and after you had been set free from sin, you became enslaved to righteousness. The English word enslaved means bound to, tied to, held to, confined, restricted, righteousness. Revelation 1 and 3 of the complete Jewish Bible reads, Blessed are the reader and hearers of the words of this prophecy, provided they obey the things written in it, for the time is near. So grace is an open welcome to understand what causes the transformation of the sinner to become enslaved to Adonai's righteousness. Yeshua is the high priest. Bishop Roscoe shares, in school, we learned the high priest, or the Hakohen Haggadol, had names of gods written down from Cohen to Cohen for special access to the Almighty. The name was so sacred that if mispronounced, the physical world would uncreate, according to Jewish tradition. We are not saying we are to look for hidden names to serve God, but some laws were to Yeshua, the world's Messiah, when addressing his Father, we should hallow his name. To hallow means to anoint, consecrate, revere, or venerate, as in the Lord's Prayer. Exodus 15 and 3 through 8 of the Amplified Study Bible Notes read, The Lord is his name. Other supposed gods had secret names that only guilds of priests knew. By knowing a god's secret name, a priest supposedly had special access to that god. But the living God had made his name known to all, and salvation is found in his name alone. Who is like you? Many times the Bible uses the language of incomparability to describe the true God. In a world in which there are many supposed gods, the Lord is unique. He alone is God. He is not just better than other gods. There are no other gods. No person, God, or thing can be compared to the one true God. As referenced in Psalm 96 and 4, Isaiah 40 and 25 through 26, and Micah 7 and 18, the Lord shall reign to eternity and beyond. Ultimately, the salvation of Israel from Egypt points to the coming reign of the living God on earth over his redeemed people. This victory song ends with the assertion of the eternal rule of the Lord, promising the kingdom of God rather than the conquering of neighboring lands. Its emphasis is spiritual, not material. Now that deliverance from slavery in Egypt had been accomplished, the Hebrews would be formed by God into a nation which was designed to be a witness to the rest of the world of God's character and authority. Israel was supposed to show the world their reverence for Adonai, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The first covenant found Israel losing their heart for Adonai, falling back for their passion for their tangible heroines. Had Israel learned the fear of God, they would have kept their covenant sacred. Israel stopped growing into the fear of God. The children of Israel were found worshiping forest spirits while they supposedly trusted in Adonai only. Over the years, some of the new covenant worshipers turned the meaning of Christianity into being blessed and prosperous rather than rendering Adonai as the God who is in raging warfare against the kingdom of darkness of this world, protecting his believing body from demon influences. When the kingdom of darkness is left unchallenged, depravity, immorality, and lawlessness shall prevail. 
Ephesians 6, 11 through 17 of the Living Bible says, Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand safe against all strategies and tricks of Satan. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against persons without bodies, the evil rulers of the unseen world, those mighty satanic beings and great evil princes of darkness who rule this world, and against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spirit world. So use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy whenever he attacks. And when it is all over, you will still be standing up. But to do this, you will need the strong belt of truth and the breastplate of God's approval. Wear shoes that are able to speed you on as you preach the good news of peace with God. In every battle, you will need faith as your shield to stop the fiery arrows aimed at you by Satan. And you will need the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Hold nation shall look nothing like the kingdom of light. Exodus 20 and 7 of the Amplified Study Bible Notes says that using God's name in vain is trivializing his name by regarding it as insignificant, trying to advance evil purposes. When the darkness is louder than the worship, Demons tremble at the name of Yeshua, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Hebrew definition for tremble is friso, to bristle, to have one's hair stand on end. In the New Testament, to shudder or quake from fear or aversion, referenced in James 2 and 19 by the demons, also in Daniel 7 and 15. The Hebrew definition for tremble means to scare, to be in trepidation, to be troubled, to be timid, to be afraid, to shake and tremble. However, when the believers believe the Bible story is about themselves, demons are aroused because they are not afraid of that kind of message. Demons only shudder at the authoritative name who sends souls into hell for eternity. To evil spirits, the name of Yeshua holds the world together. However, when his name becomes common or misused, demons know we really don't have a clue of the exhortation of his name. Revelation 3, 10 through 13 of the complete Jewish Bible, because you did obey my message about persevering, I will keep you from the time of trial coming upon the whole world to put the people living in earth to the test. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take away your crown. I will make him who wins the victory a pillar in the temple of my God, and he will never leave it. Also, I will write on him the name of my God and the name of my God's city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from my God and my own new name. Those who have ears, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the Messianic communities. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Avinu.info blog podcast. Please help us with a gift for many lives are being changed worldwide by this ministry. Donations can be mailed to 401 Omega Street South, Birmingham, Alabama 35205 or visit avinu.info to make a secure payment with your debit card, credit card or PayPal account. Thank you so much in advance for your generous donation. Always walk blessed in the strong name of Jesus.